Today's Leading Women episode 499 with the wonderful Kim Gorsuch. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Kim Gorsuch. Kim Gorsuch is the CEO and founder of Weva Inc., a collaborative storytelling platform where people come together to tell stories and share memories where everyone can contribute their own perspective. Kim is a growth-oriented executive, comfortable with starting things from scratch and growing them to scale. Her professional experience includes helping LendingTree grow from approximately 200000 in revenue to $750 million at its peak. Her diverse experiences included launching startups with larger companies, as well as working with established brands on growth strategies. Learn more about Kim and what she does at www.weva.com forward slash family. Again, that's www.weva.com forward slash family. Women of the world, Miss Kim Gorsuch. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am delighted to have you on the show, Kim, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Kim, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with your platform, Weba. I love that name as well. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche? Sure. So Weva is an online place for people to collect stories about the people, places, or events that matter most to them. And what makes Weva really different from any other service out there is that we collect stories, not just photos. So you can certainly add photos, but it's really the nuances, the details behind the photos that really make the story come to life. The second thing is that we invite you to tell your story with the people who were there that made it special in the first place. So, for example, if we're talking about an 80th birthday, that person who's having the birthday has 80 years of people and experience. And what we want is for all the people that know him or her to contribute um, what they love best about that person. And the things that people write will totally amaze you. 
And then the third thing is that Weva lets you collect the inputs. You focus on the stories, the memories, and the photos. And when your collection is complete, we do all the work of editing it and designing it. And we have um, professional journalists who do the editing. We have professional designers who make it really beautiful. So what happens is you get this like stunning book that you could almost certainly not produce on your own. And you get it in like this really amazingly easy way. And when you give it to someone, they will be overwhelmed. Like person after person cries when they get a Weave a book. And it's because they just can't believe that people love them that much. And so we've done books for anniversaries, uh, for weddings, for births. Memorials are astonishing. We also do books for companies. For example, we had a company here in town that just completed their 10th year anniversary of the company. And so they did a Weave a book to celebrate. So we are all about collecting the stories and memories that people value the most. Wow, I love your story. I love the the, the story behind Weva, your company. I mean, I love that you have this one out there. I mean, this is such thing that I can really, I can actually see how beneficial it is because it really, um, it really touched me on, on knowing that this is someone that this is something that we all can relate to. We all, I'm sure, we all have to have this, uh, these stories. For example, as a, uh, you, you build a story as a gift to somebody else and I mean I could really tell I could really picture this for example for my mom on her 70th birthday for example curating the stories that that and 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 making it as a book that would be a gift to her oh I uh, this platform is really awesome I love the idea that you have this one out there but what continues to inspire you doing this well my father became seriously ill about three years ago And he is a person who's never sick. He's always the rock of the family. And all of a sudden, he was down for the count. And you realize in that minute um, that one day you will lose these stories. It's just a matter of time. And so if you can write them down as you go from the people who you know, know him best, then you're able to collect this like really rich um, A compendium of stories. And that does a couple of things. It gives people memories that they can hold on to, you know, forever. And at the same time, it reveals to that person that his or her life has had this huge amount of meaning and impact on other people. The, the second thing I realized um, is that when the chips are down, if you wait to the last minute, there are some things that will never be said because it's too hard, right? You're, you're sitting there with this, a person that you love and adore, and chances are you can't find the wherewithal to say what you want to say because um, you're so vulnerable. You're vulnerable to the loss. The people around you are vulnerable to the loss. Everybody's trying to manage their emotions as best they can, and at this critical point, people find it really hard to express themselves. And what Weva lets you do is, you know, express yourself in writing. It's private. You can take your time. You can fall apart if you want to. And then you can send it 
and we get it to them and they can reciprocate, right? They, they can also take their time. They can think about what they want to say. They can write it down and, and, and everybody can manage their vulnerability. Um, and then the third thing is that people want to help and there's no way to help <laughs> because, because it's, you know, it's, it's a medical thing. But Weva lets you tell those people what you know, what you want to say, and and do it in this this amazing way. Now that's where we started, um, and since then we have migrated to more celebrations um, because those are a lot easier for people. But it works basically the same way. You're surrounding someone else with love and meaning and connection, and it touches them deeply in just the way I thought it would when my dad was ill. Mm, what an inspiring story that one is. What an inspiring uh, story behind what inspired you to build Weaver. And I can totally see this. I'm really a big fan of having this platform out there that you guys have. And I'm sure a lot of people are touched by the impact that you have with this uh, service or with this product. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? So probably the number one thing that people know about me is that I am very persistent and I do not give up easily. And we'll keep going no matter what the obstacles are that I encounter. And you have to have persistence if you are an entrepreneur because there are so many things that you cannot predict. And, you know, you're building something from scratch and you have to be able to imagine it from scratch and then go get the people and the resources that you need to build it. And those things may or may not come to you in quite the way that you think they will. And so the second trait is the ability to be creative and adaptive to whatever comes your way. And I think I am very creative and you know can come up with lots of different ways to get to the same point. The thing I need is balance from other people to help you know, um, keep that creativity within the bounds of what's actually doable. And so part of what I've done is like surrounded myself with people who have complementary skills. And that way I can express my creativity and my intuition and other people can also help me evaluate whether or not those are good things to pursue. The third thing is courage. Uh, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint-hearted. And I think women in particular have to have an amazing amount of courage because as a, you know, there have been a lot of studies that show that women will wait until they have a hundred percent of what they need before they'll move on, for example, to the next job or to the next venture. And in entrepreneurialism, you never have that. You never, you can never see the whole future, right? It, again, it's building something completely from scratch. So you have to be comfortable jumping into the unknown and taking these leaps of faith, which require a huge amount of courage. 
Mm, huge personal qualities here that uh, Kim just shared with us and she well elaborated. Persistence, create, being creative and adaptive and courage. Wow, these qualities that she shares with us, these are paramount to the success of being an entrepreneur. So let's adapt and cultivate them because that's the beauty of these qualities and traits. We can all adapt and cultivate them and adapt them in our lives or in our business. So that's having that persistence, creativity and and being adaptive and having the courage. Great personal qualities here. Thanks for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? So one of the challenges is being all in. And in the beginning, in particular, I would waver about, is this really what I want to do? I could have done, you know, a number of different things. And actually, when I started, we bought, I had two different ideas. And for a while, I pursued them both until I realized that if I want one of these to work, I'm going to have to go all in and really go after it. And, you know, being all in sounds kind of easy and it's not at all because everybody has options and everybody who pursues an entrepreneurial dream will find days where, you know, things are just not going your way. And sometimes it all happens in the same day where you'll start out, something awesome will happen, and then something awful will happen. So you you migrate, um, you oscillate between awesome and awful like all the time. And you have to have the internal fortitude to manage that. And one of the things I often think of, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and uh, Frodo towards the end of the second movie is talking about the ballads that are written by heroes, about heroes. And he finally says, you know, I get it now. All of them had chances to opt out, and but they didn't, right? They kept going. Whatever the challenges, whatever the odds, they kept going. And that's why we celebrate them. And so that, that persistence and being all in is challenging because of the obstacles that you encounter and the skeptics that you'll encounter, but it's absolutely necessary if you want to succeed. Um, The second one, I would say, is just sorting out advice from other people, because there will be lots of mentors and coaches and just people who love you who are offering advice. And you have to remember, at the end of the day, most of them are trying to be really helpful, but at the same time, they have nothing at risk, right? Advice is really easy to come by or give when you don't have to suffer the consequences. And the person who is leading and on this journey, it matters. You're putting in your time, your money, your reputation. Like, you know, you're the one who's invested, not the others. And so there's this constant need to evaluate 
um, and take the best of the advice that you're giving, but also to disregard the advice that isn't helpful and not take it personally, but, you know, disregard it um, with gratitude. And the other side of that coin, though, is that when I'm an advisor and I'm coaching other people based on my experience, I'm also constantly evaluating whether or not the person across from me is able to take in whatever advice I might give. And so there really is this dynamic between people where they're assessing, you know, can I tell her the truth? Can I tell her what I really think? Um, is she going to take it personally? Is she going to be able to use it productively, etc.? And so the entrepreneurial has to both the entrepreneur has to be both very open and receptive to getting good input because you need it, especially when you're the CEO and you know you're in this scary, intimidating place to your employees um, and potentially to other people. And so you need to be able to cultivate ways of getting really good information and sorting it through productively. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And I was hooked into listening to every word that you just said, because this um, challenges that you shared with us, I'm sure we can all relate to them. I totally can relate to them. And uh, the good thing is that when we are sharing our experiences, the challenges and how we're able to overcome them, we now know, uh, we learn from each other and we now know what to do. So for our listeners out there, these challenges, you know, that Kim just shared with us, being all in, sorting out advice from other people, these are really huge. But she's able to share with us her experience and how she was able to overcome them. So let's learn from her and the lessons that we can get from what her experiences are. Great takeaways there. Now, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? So I have two high school age kids. Actually, one just graduated my son graduated from high school um, a couple days ago, and my other son is going into ninth grade. And one of the things that I do is I picked a hobby that both challenges me personally, but also ex um, models the values that I would wish for them. So I picked barroom dancing, which is a sport, and it's extremely challenging because it requires you to um, to be able to excel physically because it's very technical and it's very precise. There's also a big element that is musicality and performance, which works in exactly the opposite direction, right? So being precise and being creative, um, you, you're required to do both. There is a part of it that is relating to the person that you're dancing with because it's a partnership. It's not just you and it's not just him. It's actually what the two of you managed to do together. And so I find um, that it's very hard. It's very challenging. And it also pushes me out of my comfort zone as if being an entrepreneur didn't do that enough already. But 
the two things actually work really well together because dancing has this really fast feedback cycle. So I know um, when I'm out of my comfort zone, I know how I'm reacting when I'm out of my comfort zone. And it has forced me to look at the ways in which I get in my own way and to come up with you know, better ways of handling that. Now, it turns out my motivation for dancing was to show my boys that you can start at zero. And if you put yourself into it and really go after it, you can improve at a, you know, a pretty fast rate. And so I wanted them to see that they should go after whatever it is that they want in life. And it doesn't matter if you know at the start whether you'll succeed or fail. What matters is that you go after it with everything you've got because then you know you you have a way of learning what you need to learn. Maybe you learn that you don't like that particular sport or that arena. But maybe what you learn is how you how you deal with stress, how you learn, how you you know get in your own way, and that particular skill transfers to everything. So mm. my solution to work life balance is to pick something that works in all three domains, right? Where um, I have something that's personally challenging that illustrates something that I really care about. And that creates transferable skills for me and other people. Mm, wow. I love your perspective on this work-life balance. And I love that you shared about picking a habit that's challenging, that works in all the domains. I mean, for example, with this, the habit that you, you just picked, the ballroom dancing, for example, I can totally relate to that one because I also picked salsa dancing um, as a hobby, and but not just as a hobby, but I was so horrible at it in the beginning that that challenged me and that inspired me to keep doing it and get better at it. So pick something that, and I love when said about physicality, something a hobby that's something that involves physical. Um, you, you know, dancing, for example, is a physical activity. Not only is a physical activity, but it's a social activity as well. Something that encompasses all those domains that uh, Kim just shared with us. And dancing is really something that I found myself as yes, um, challenging, relaxing as well, but at the same time relaxing because I know after that one, I feel so much uh, relaxed in a way that I am not so thinking about my work, about not thinking of something else. I was just there having fun. So pick something that uh, is challenging to you as well as something that interests you, something that you can get better at, something that not only helps you physically, mentally, but spiritually as well. Great tips there in terms of this work-life balance. And, you know, the other pretty fabulous thing about dancing is that it is one of the very few activities that is linked to avoiding things like cognitive decline. And a big part of that is because it uses all parts of your brain in a really integrated way. So um, if there are any uh, people who think they might like dancing, I would strongly encourage you to try it because it just has so many huge benefits. There you go. If that's something that you, I mean, one thing is uh, 
cognitive decline or uh, if you are afraid of going that route, Alzheimer's, dementia, or keeping your cognitive intact, yes, I believe that ballroom dancing or dancing, any dancing activity that really helps. So that will that can be a great inspiration. It can be a great motivating factor, motivation for uh, us, for our listeners out there to get to find something, find a dance, pick up a dance, a dance style, and then get involved, get to doing it. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? So I am at a place where success has several different meanings for me. The first one I've already mentioned, which was to model for my children that if you go after something with everything you've got, your success or failure isn't what matters most. What matters is that you're out there and you're doing your very best day in and day out. And if you let go of that outcome, then what you get back will probably surprise you. And because it will point out you know, what you're good at, what you're happy doing, it kind of gets you into a flow place where lots of things open up. And I really wanted them to see that this was possible. And I felt like the best way would be to model that. And so that that is what I did. Now, that required me to believe in myself and to, you know, to really go after um, success, as I would define it, in a way that is totally authentic to me. And that means, you know, you have to, so for example, in my case, just um, believing in my own intuition, because intuition is one of those funny things where along the way, lots of people can tell you that you're, you know, they can um, either ignore or they can undermine your intuition, right? Because intuition by definition is something that you arrive at where you can't actually explain how you got there. And so Weva has been like just a really great option for me to just go after my intuition um, and to use it as a huge strength. And I, you know, I've, I've done lots of things in my career, uh, lots of things I've worked really, really well. But one thing is that it was easy for other people to not take a chance, right, on your, on your next great idea. And with Weva, um, I just lead with it. And it's working out just great. And that's mm. been awesome. Yes. Yeah. 
great perspective on success. I mean, success is being a role model to others, doing something that really inspires you, following that intuition, following the passion that you have in your heart, being able to be an inspiration to others, being able to impact others uh, through the works that you do, through the products or services that you have or you put out there. Great perspective in terms of success. And I truly believe that that's the true essence of success. I mean, knowing what you love, doing what you love doing, impacting others, being an inspiration to others. Great uh, perspective there. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, so tip number one is is believe in yourself and know that your gifts are your gifts, right? And no one else. And so you have to figure out what they are and then you have to learn how to leverage them in the best way possible. The second thing is don't let your age or your past experience set your own limits. People set a limit on what they can do all the time. And the truth is that you know you can do anything at almost any time if you're able to manage your internal state. Um, I'm a big Leonard Cohen fan, and one of the reasons I admire him so much is that at the age of 80, he's still producing amazing music. And in some ways, it's better than the stuff that he did at 30. And what's enabled him to do that is he has persisted with his craft and he's perfected it over a really long period of time. But at the same time, he's not letting age get in his way. He's still climbing up on that stage and singing his heart out. And I think people, especially in the American economy as we know it, age cannot be what sets your limit. You have to move beyond it. Um, And then the third thing, is just finding your support system. And I would say that the people who I have found in the last two or three years since I have started Weva have been a pretty different set than where I started. And because you have to find the people who believe in the person you're going to become, not necessarily the person that you were. And that transition is critical. Finding you know, finding people who uh, bring out your best, who challenge you, who get you out of your uh, comfort zone, who help you, um, you know, get a sense of perspective when you're out of whack, like all of that, like matters enormously. No entrepreneur ever succeeds on their own. And so finding the, you know, the people who are really going to support you is critical. And by the way, there's only like three to five of them, right? And it may or may not be the people you know right now. 
Mm, wow, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to believe in yourself. This is really important. I love when uh, Kim shared about she said about your gifts are your gifts and not somebody else. So know what that gift is and believe in yourself. Put it out there. Put that passion that you have, and you never know who's that person's going to be benefiting from that gift that you have. And then the second one is to not let your age or experience set your limits. This is huge as well. I mean, there's no such thing as uh, too old to start a business, too young to start a business, too, too whatever that one is. Um, whatever your passion, if you have passion for something and you know that that helps or that impacts other people's lives, it is your duty, it is your moral obligation to put it out there. Somebody's waiting for it. Somebody's waiting for the value you're going to be providing. And then, of course, the third one is to find your support system. Really important as well. I mean, like what Kim just said, there is no, I, I mean, uh, you cannot build a business alone. There, I, and you shouldn't be. You shouldn't feel alone. There are a lot of people out there who can support you, who can challenge you, who can inspire you. You just need to reach out to them. And in our day and age, we have a lot of resources for us to tap into both online and offline. So find those support system, find a mentor, find people that are moving the same direction as you and then connect with them. Great tips here that um, Kim just shared with us. So let's take action on them today. Last but not the least, Kim, share with our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Okay, so our biggest benefit is that we create these beautiful books that um, convey a sense of connection and meaning for people and an overwhelming sense of love. And so if people want to surround or celebrate someone that they really care about, Doing a Weave a Book is just amazing. We make it easy for you to collect the stories and photos from everybody. And then we, the Weave a team, do all the work of editing and designing a masterpiece for you. And every customer that we've delivered for has basically said, oh my God, like this is like, this, they hold it to their heart and they just don't let go. It's really awesome. Um, and you can find us at weva.com that's w-e-e-v-a.com that's our website you can also find us on twitter and facebook at weva story and you can email me personally at kim at weva.com and we would love to see you at our website and we would love to help you create one of these amazing books Alright, so that's www.weva.com, W-E-E-V-A.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. Weva.com forward slash family. That's W-E-E-V-A.com forward slash family. And if their products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. I know this is something that I am passionate about. I mean, who doesn't want that to have this beautiful, memorable books, custom design? 
designed for you and your story. These are beautiful memoirs and these are beautiful and as a gift as well. I could totally see this one as a great gift for somebody that you love. Um, so I highly encourage you to go to now, weva.com forward slash family and connect with Kim via email at kim at weva.com or through their social media as well on Facebook, on Twitter as well. Again, that link is www.weva.com forward slash family. Kim, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,